0: Three, two, one. And now, you're tuned into the Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, and all those topics for the mainstream audience. The Navarro Miller Report.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the Navarro-Miller Report. Happy Friday. I'm your host, Dave Navarro.
2: And I'm Jeremy Miller.
1: And the week is finally over, Jeremy. Mother's Day is uh, this Sunday. Wanted to go ahead and wish every single mother out there, even fathers that play the part of mothers as well, happy Mother's Day to all of you. Us children we appreciate you my mom is up in heaven celebrating mothers day up there uh jeremy you're very fortunate you still have a wonderful mother that you're going to be celebrating with i'm sure this weekend
2: who for some reason loves you i don't i, I can't understand i can't understand it
1: go figure go figure i mean <laughs> I, and i and i adore her she's a wonderful wonderful woman so happy mothers day mom love you dearly happy mothers day to all you mothers out there
2: same for me uh you know we are very blessed to have, uh, you know, mothers who most of us take incredible care of us, raise us, love us unconditionally.
1: We definitely, we, we Sorry, definitely guys. I have a little <laughs> interruption. We have a mother out there. <laughs> <Yeah. talking.
2: laughs> anyway, happy Mother's Day to all you special mothers out there. Thanks for all you do.
1: Exactly. Well, uh, moving into a little bit of obscure news as we started doing it at the very top of the the show. Jeremy, you have uh, something involving a cop in Florida, uh, again, Florida, as usual, always up to no good for some reason, uh, that got in trouble for playing rock, paper, scissors.
2: So... We have a police officer who there was apparently we have no idea what the infractions were, but it was in Dade County, Florida, and apparently um, he he was going to cite these people on the boat. And instead gave them an opportunity to play rock, paper, scissors, to get out of it. Now he did happen to choose the bikini clad girl to play with rather than the guy whose boat it actually was. Wouldn't we all. (laughs) I I can't say I'd make a different choice if I was single. Let me put that out there. (laughs) Uh, Full disclosure right now. (laughs) Full disclosure. Uh, But, you know, this guy tried to do a nice thing and cut these guys a break and tried to make it a little fun for them. And now because this was posted all over social media, he's being investigated, you know? Wow. So I don't know what the intentions were of the person who, you know, actually posted it. The, uh, I believe the, taglines that were posted with it were very respectful they were like hey you know look at this great thing this cop did a really kind thing but you know by doing so it became national attention and he's now being investigated by his own police department so you know guys use your brains a little bit if it's something like that you know they can come back and bite somebody in the butt i know you want to thank them but don't do it online
1: actually (laughs) it's funny you mentioned that because i saw that video it's actually all over TikTok. Uh, mm-hmm. It was posted by a by a TikToker that uh, has a very extravagant lifestyle with a lot of women, and uh, I guess one of his uh, uh, female friends that was on the boat uh, was doing that, and he actually filmed it on TikTok. So, like you said, anything that's posted on social media, everybody's gonna see it, including uh, supervisors of these people that that have jobs for a living in government.
2: Exactly. And, you know, I mean, if a cop is cutting you a break, use your brains. I mean, he's supposed to ticket you. He's supposed to make your life difficult. That's what his bosses want him to do. If he's cutting you a break, don't announce it to the world. I know you may have just been trying to be nice. I hope that was your intention. But you've now bit this guy in the butt and may have caused a lot of problems for him.
1: I think it was mostly just to go ahead and go viral. That's probably what it was. But either way, I mean... (laughs) It's so funny because I actually just saw another another TikTok uh, where these four cops actually or three cops stitched a TikToker explain how to hide your drugs in another safe place, which is the inside of a water of the, of where you put the water or whatever of the car. And he's like, guys, let me go ahead and show you where's a good place to go ahead and hide your drugs and blah, blah, blah in a plastic baggie. And the guys are just like writing notes. The cops are just writing notes the entire time. He's like, thanks for that. Appreciate that. Now we know where to find it. And then at oh. the end of the video, he's like, and if any cops ditch this, um, I'm in big trouble <laughs> at the end of the video. And I'm like, why why are you doing this like
2: (laughs) there was an undercover police officer actually atf agent who was undercover with i believe the hell's angels at one point and one of his associates Mm -hmm. was bringing guns to bring to an event they were going to and the guy unscrewed the carburetor and hid a 32 in there and Said literally, it will do nothing to the car, and he's hidden it that way for fifteen years. The ATF agent went back, and that night filed a report with the ATF to distribute to police stations all across the country oh <laughs> to start looking in the in the uh, carburetor under the distributor cap for small handcuffs.
1: I think that's where they got. I think that's where the show Sons of Anarchy got a lot of their ideas from, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, another obscure news. I actually have one that I found uh, that has to do with a wild turkey going wild on pedestrians in uh, in I believe it's uh, actually according to it's in Anacostia River Trail in the northeastern section uh, district of, of D.C., Um, And apparently this uh, turkey is just attacking bikers, uh, attacking pedestrians and just like going after them. So what they're looking at right now is that according to news reports, it says on here, it says, quote, a fearless wild turkey has been attacking walkers, joggers and bikers on a trail in Washington, D.C., causing a flap. Uh, seven, several people have uh, have reported being chased, slammed into, clawed, and pecked in encounters with the big bird on the Anacostia River Trail in the northeastern section of the district. The turkey came for musician Didi Florian last month as he rode his bike through the area. Right now, the police are actually looking for a way to um, relocate the turkey somewhere else. I gotta tell you, I used to own turkeys. And I got a few ideas. I mean yeah right <laughs> well i mean thanksgiving is around the corner <laughs> in a few months get it nice and plump but i actually used to own turkeys uh, i used to have a farm years ago when i was a little kid and uh, those suckers they're they're really they get pretty angry i mean they turkeys also scream when you sing evil.
2: turkeys are evil not
1: that bad okay. my those, no, my turkeys are are really sweet
2: turkeys evil. They attack the people constantly. Do not feel bad for these birds around Thanksgiving. Believe me. <laughs> I also took care of turkeys at one point for at least a few months and was attacked regularly. In fact, this little... <clears throat> you sure it wasn't your brothers? <laughs> no. <laughs> I had a not of me, a rival at the center that i was taking care of these turkeys at and he ran in and locked me in the pen with two of these turkeys and they uh, and i'm talking a full sealed off you can't climb over a fence get out pen
0: and they attacked
2: me i had an inch and a half chunk bitten out of my uh my uh calf by one of those evil little creatures okay they are
1: (laughs) evil So suffice it to say you had emotional damage right after that. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy has suffered emotional damage from, uh, but you know what though, that that's something that when you, ha- when you're a kid and that happens to you, I can't really blame you for not liking the animal, but I mean, I, I wasn't had exactly
2: kids- a kid. I mean, I was almost 14. I punched one of them when it <laughs> flew at me. I mean, <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, what am I
0: going to do? It was going for my face. It was going
2: for my face. It literally flapped up and came and I punched the sucker. I mean, I had already been bitten on the the calf. I knew what was going on. I was protecting myself. You I'm know glad what it is to beat on animals. You, you got to be you know kidding what, me. You know what I it was is. Attacked though. by turkeys. They're evil.
1: <laughs> you know what? Uh, PETA's about to go ahead and like you know <laughs> send a well, lawsuit. You know how I feel here. about PETA. I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it. it's it's crazy because I mean, to be honest with you, like like I said, I raised turkeys since they were babies. They the male turkey was always very uh, very very cautious about his female but that's just the way they are usually but i mean i always like petted his head and everything he just like kind of like got up like there he's like oh thank you thank you i love the love i love the love i was like it's okay but it's all right he wouldn't do anything to me he was actually very sweet um you got the
2: one out of you know the millions there's always an exception that proves the rule
1: yeah they were really sweet to me like their eggs are delicious too like they're having turkey eggs as a chef i'm sure i don't know if you've eaten them but they're freaking amazing
2: I've had almost every other type of egg, but no, not turkey.
1: Yeah, turkey eggs are actually pretty good. But anyways, <laughs> moving forward, that's our obscure news for all of you out there. Um, so and it was uh, obscure, very obscure. <laughs> um, but other than that, obviously, we all know of what's going on this week with the Amber Heard uh, Johnny Depp situation. Looks like uh, the uh, the trials taking a week break from all the allegations, the craziness that happened this week from both sides. At the end of of uh this uh at, at, before the recess began we heard amber heard she took the stand for a little bit many people are actually criticizing saying that it was the per, her, the best performance she's ever had in her life and uh but quite frankly i have to tell you that the media has certain things about them that make you kind of wonder if they're trying to push you from one spectrum to the other maybe manipulate you to choose sides a little bit because take for example entertainment tonight went ahead and posted this picture uh on on their on their instagram now if you look at this picture right here (laughs) i mean it just makes it seem as if though johnny depp is an evil evil menacing villain and amber heard is the sobbing victim in this whole ordeal i mean to me, this just looks like blatant manipulation. Of okay, now that we've heard Johnny Depp, and we put all his sad, sobbing pictures out there, let's go ahead and manipulate everybody to go to the other side, to start going towards team, team herd. In my opinion, I, I mean, this looks like a blatant manipulation for the masses.
2: Oh, it absolutely does. Um, I mean, that is done in exactly that way to get a desired effect, either to raise outrage like is happening now and get people talking about it or to swing opinion more in her favor considering, as we've seen and talked about, public opinion has swung pretty significantly in Johnny Depp's favor after his testimony and all of the numerous witnesses, bodyguards, and assistants who came out and testified as to her equally horrid and atrocious behavior. So yeah, to come out and try and put a picture out here that makes tries to make her look like you know the big victim is incredibly manipulative and who knows why they're doing it i mean they could have their own slant they're trying to push like i said they could just be trying to cause controversy get sure. people talking who knows i but mean it's, it's obvious that is that is doctored in exactly that way they took those specific shots to get an exact emotional reaction
1: well and it's funny because when I was in journalism school, they actually talked about how pictures create emotion, an emotional response. but it has to be certain pictures at certain angles that you take them in order for people to actually be like, okay, I feel bad for this person or that person's evil or this, that and the other. They always capture the ex- the photo the photos that they need to get you to basically again try to manipulate uh, your way of thinking about that person the subject. And it's actually very interesting because that that I've seen that more often than not. The caption for this picture went ahead and read, "Quote: Amber Heard sobbed uncontrollably. Un- I can't talk uncontrollably on the witness stand for her second day of testimony in the Depp versus her defamation trial. She described in explicitly graphic nature a series of alleged incidents at the hands of Depp, including being sexually assaulted with a liquor bottle." Uh, Court is currently in break, on break, for one week and will resume on May 16th with more of Hurd's testimony. Link in bio for more. So, I mean, again, it's just funny how the caption doesn't necessarily describe the picture
2: Oh, it it does, actually. It it describes what they were trying to get across. I mean, they specifically describe the graphic nature and how she's sobbing. They are painting a picture with those words as her as the victim. So they had a very specific, you know, purpose with this post.
1: Most definitely. And and anybody uh, on the stream watching right now, go ahead and post your uh, comments. We'd love to hear what all of you have to say about this particular subject and especially this particular picture. Is the media trying to manipulate the depth versus herd lawsuit? We'd love to hear from uh, any of you online. And uh, for those of you that are listening to the recast the next day of this podcast, uh, if you want to go ahead and watch what we're talking about, go to our YouTube channel, uh, check us out. Link is in the description to get to our YouTube channel and check out to see what exactly we are talking about in other entertainment news uh actress lily reinhardt had a couple of uh things to say actually uh in regards to uh, this past uh, met gala uh in regards to kim kardashian she criticized her actually for losing weight or admitting to have uh lost a few pounds in order to fit to into a marilyn monroe dress uh lily reinhardt she plays uh uh betty uh on on the tv show on the cw network's tv show riverdale and she went ahead and said quote so wrong so effed up on hundreds of level levels to openly admit to starving yourself for the sake of the met gala when you know very well that millions of young men and women are looking up to you and listening to your every word the ignorance is otherworldly and disgusting Please stop supporting these stupid, harmful celebrities whose entire image revolves around their bodies. Now, she got a lot of backlash from a lot of Kardashian supporters. Obviously, there's a lot of Kardashian supporters out there. And uh, she basically went ahead and said that, um, she basically she basically uh, they, they basically were saying that she was jealous that uh the fact of the matter that you know no, nobody really knows who Lily is and she's just trying to like you know she's doing it for clout she's trying to do it for attention uh obviously Kardashian supporters are going to go I mean go after her I even saw I personally saw some of the comments some of them are saying when hasn't a woman uh you know lost weight or shed a few pounds to fit into a wedding dress or into this or into that I mean they're trying to defend why Kim did what she did but in actuality I mean, to, I, I see Lily's point of view in this. I mean, what what are your what's your opinion on this whole ordeal, Jeremy?
2: Well, as you know, I am not a Kardashian supporter, but I will be defending her for those exact reasons you just said. I mean, guys lose drastic amounts of weights to fit into a tux, the one they want for a certain event for a big day, for a wedding. Women do the same thing more often most of the time for their wedding dress. Yes, is that screwed up? Is it because of you know society telling them they have to be a certain way? We can discuss all those things. Those are all psychological things that are not gonna be decided in five minutes. But the fact is, it's a very normal thing to take it. This is her work and her career, okay? Doing those things keeps her getting the money and the jobs that she gets. now. I mean, I've never been a fan of that stuff, but it—that that is her job. No different than someone like, oh, I don't know, Jake Gyllenhaal losing 60 pounds to play in you know, a movie and then gaining 80 in a month and a half later to play another one. It's his career. People are willing to sacrifice for their bodies to make it a certain way. Now, if she wanted to just discuss the idea of what the Kardashians stand for and how everything is just about how sexy and our bodies and I'm going to be naked and then that's something she could very well talk about. But talking about slimming down to fit into an outfit, I'm sorry. It just I'm not saying it's because of jealousy or anything else. She has a point. I just think she missed the point.
1: Well, I mean, in 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 uh, actually rebuttaling what you just said, actually, you mentioned the names of actors that basically, like you said, they're doing this for a part. They're doing this for work. Kim did this for image, not for work. She did it to go to her a Met image color.
2: is her work. That's the
1: difference. Not when she's already making millions of dollars. Like, she already has her own business. And she
2: wants to... So Bill Gates shouldn't make anything else and continue doing what he's doing to make money because he's got
1: enough. He's not trying to lose weight, though. He's not trying to starve himself. That's an irrelevant
2: point. The fact is, her image is her job. Plain and simple. That's the point. That's why this girl was wrong in her opinion of this.
1: Well, she went ahead and... And actually, she went ahead and actually defended. Uh, she doubled down on what she said. Actually, in uh, in a tweet saying, "quote." She actually just tweeted this uh, on May third, probably the, the day after, saying. Uh, So start off by saying sigh. Uh, I I do not say the things that I say because I want to be relevant or get attention. I speak up because I don't see enough people with large platforms calling out toxic behavior in our industry. Some people will never understand where I'm coming from and that's okay. (laughs)
2: like i said i get where she's coming from i just think she missed the point she's got the point she's got a a good point but she's talking about it in the wrong context okay this is this woman's image is literally her job now is that a problem in itself that's something we could definitely talk about believe me but you can't ask someone not to do something that very well keeps them making money that's that's a fact I mean, I hate to be, I'll put it this way. Should women be getting bald, body altering, you know, you know, surgery and stuff like that? Strippers, porn stars, people like that do it all the time because they know it's going to increase their earning potential. Now, should they be doing it? Probably not. I mean, people die under the knife all the time. I mean, sure. if they're doing it just to make themselves feel good about themselves, that's one thing. But if they're doing it, just to it's a sacrifice they are making to try and further the money they are making. You cannot ask someone not to do something like this to try and further what makes them their dollars. That's my point. Yes, it's very different than an actor taking a role, but it's still her job. Her image is her job. Now, that's a big, I mean, we could go off for a half hour on how that is a major problem in society right now. and We've glorified these people, but that's a separate issue.
1: But I think that's what also Lily was trying to say is the fact of the matter that continuously giving these people attention for losing 16 pounds is what's making the problem worse. I think that's what she was trying to point out.
2: And that's why I said she has a point. She just missed the context to me.
1: Well, I mean, uh, regardless, I mean, really, Kim, she from according to what I read, uh, allegedly, it seems that the people that own uh, Marilyn Monroe's dress actually uh, allegedly told Kim that she needed to lose weight in order to fit into the dress. Otherwise, they weren't going to give her the dress. That's Mm -hmm. that's what I heard. That's rumor. Uh, You don't have to quote me on that. You could go ahead and Google it for yourself to see if that's actually true. But I heard something about that as well. Uh, which would make sense, too, because it is a legendary dress. Let me
2: give you a question. Let me give you on that exactly what you just said. Let me give you an example, then. If I was going to an event, and this would not happen right now, but if I was going to an event, and Sinatra's people said I could wear his tux, but I had to lose 30 pounds. Do you not think I'd be f- doing that? <laughs> like <Easy>. immediately <laughs> do you really think yeah. i wouldn't be doing that immediately no yeah. so it's you not know, a suit it's sinatra's suit yeah. are you telling me there aren't a thousand women that would do the exact same thing just for the opportunity to be able to wear marilyn monroe's dress are you joking that's my point she has a really good point it's just the context is wrong
1: true true i mean i guess the the other thing too is the fact of matter that she didn't have to tell the media that she had to lose weight to fit in the dress. Kim could have kept that to herself. And I think that's another that's another argument right there is what Lily was saying. is like, you don't have to say that you starved yourself or you had to lose weight. You could just say, yeah, no, it was great. I fit in the dress beautifully, blah, blah, blah. She didn't but have that, to put that in there.
2: That's my other part of this, though. From what I saw about all of this stuff, she never said it. she starved herself to lose this. This girl's making an assumption that she did this in a short period of time and just completely starved herself to get there. I didn't see anything that said that. So that's also a leap. You know, you don't know how she did this. She could have been working out for the last four, you know, four weeks, eating well, but killing herself in the freaking gym. You don't know. I know for sure. She decided to say to make the decision in her mind that she starved herself to get there.
1: I mean, I know for sure that, you know, crash diets are always a pain in the butt. I mean, uh, you know, there are times even when with a normal diet or or normal lifestyle change, it's very difficult because you got to go in and like take out all the good stuff and put in all the stuff that's good for you. And that's always that's never easy for anybody to do. So, I mean, absolutely.
2: But as you know, as well, I mean, with keto, you can drop four or five pounds a week the first three or four weeks you're doing it. You can draw, you know, with intermittent fasting, you can raise the amount of It's You're not going to hold on to it. It's not a good diet to use to lose weight long term, but you don't have to starve yourself to get those kind of results. You just don't
1: no. True that, and you are the chef, so you know what foods to eat and what not to. That's that's why I hate you. You're lucky. You actually know what to eat and what not to eat. Do you do it? That's a different story. That's a whole different story. (laughs) Because it's a double-edged sword. At the same time, you're like a chef. You're like, man, I could create a masterpiece right now, or I could create something that's healthy. Masterpiece it is.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah, and it happens that way a lot because the truth is, it's not that you can't make healthy food tastes great. You can, but there is a different level. Okay. There's a reason the best restaurants in the world use ungodly amounts of butter. You know, there's, there's reasons that, I mean, they put butter in things that don't even say butter you're eating probably a good stick or two at least of butter every couple of months that you don't know about true that restaurants just put in dishes. Okay. There's when you cut out the heavy fats and the things that may be a little, you know, worse for you um, you lose a lot of depth of flavor and a lot of richness that that gives. So you can still make great healthy food. People have been doing it for centuries, but the fact is you can't take you know a simple vegetable and steak and you know couscous and put no butter, no sauces, no nothing, and have it be as good Very as cruel. a freaking steak à pois, you know, with black pepper sauce and aged beef and red wine and butter sauce. You know what I'm saying? It okay, just, I'm hungry. It's gonna be a different <laughs> level.
1: I'm gonna have lunch today, so you're trying you're killing me over here, man. I'm like, oh, couscous and steak and butter <laughs> I mean, it's driving me nuts right now man i think you got like our viewers hungry too over here <laughs> like uh so when can we book you here jeremy <laughs> for you know to, to you know be our chef for our next event <laughs> oh lord I, I gotta tell you folks something that i i've never booked him but i have eaten his food and it's oh my god it's amazing he Thank definitely you. knows this stuff especially the stuffed potatoes i'll never forget that you did that for my birthday last year and oh my god uh that's what. That's why I'm still your friend. Thank you. I was trying to remember that.
2: I, I'll just stop cooking for you, but it doesn't matter, Jones. You're worthless to me. if you around, so. <laughs> you're worthless to me if you do that. I want to yeah, know still you, if you Jonah, do that. You're gonna, you're gonna stick around anyway.
1: I know I'm like a bad penny. I always turn up. <laughs> Anyways, moving on uh, to other entertainment news for all you Cobra Kai fans guess what cobra kai is coming early it's almost like christmas christmases are coming early uh the amazing show goes into its fifth season and we're we've actually been used to Cobra Kai coming every single January 1st New Year's has been traditionally New Year's uh day has been traditionally when the new season begins for Cobra Kai well it turns out that uh things have changed now that they're going more mainstream and uh, of course the uh everything is 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 different now with the pandemic and everything going on uh well we got uh michelle is uh is watching us right now she loves cobra kai she's very happy to hear that it's coming into its fifth season yes michelle it is and it's coming to you september 9th uh that's when it's coming out and let me tell you i saw the previews for it or the trailer for the new season of cobra kai it's absolutely amazing for those of you that did not watch season the ending of season four spoiler alert don't if you don't want to hear it, don't, you know, turn away, turn it the deaf ear to it. But uh, there's a lot of things that happened, a lot of controversial stuff that happened at the end of season four, including Cobra Kai actually winning the tournament. But, of course, Terry Silver has something to do with that. He paid off the referees uh, to have uh, uh, the female character. I, my, my name escapes me right now um, to have her beat uh, the 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 Miyagi Miyagi Dojo. Uh, so that's that happened there at the end of that she found out actually Uh, so that that happened there and that's going to be something that's going to be coming into season five another guest appearance is going to be appearing in season five chosen is reprising his is reprising his role uh, as as chosen in in part two Uh, obviously we know part two of the karate kid chosen was daniel russo's adversary that almost killed him he comes back uh, to help Daniel LaRusso again. He helped them actually in uh, in season three, I believe, of Cobra Kai. He helped them there. So he's coming back to help Daniel LaRusso again against, uh, t- against Terry Silver. And it's funny because in one of the scenes, Terry's like, uh, you know, you don't want to play with fire or something like that. And Chosen says, you're fire, I'm gasoline. So it's going to be a good season, let me tell you. I'm looking forward to it. There's a lot of surprises. We don't know who else is going to make a a surprise uh, cameo on this.
2: I would be very interested to see this season. I told you they kind of lost me with some of the things they were doing around season three, mid season three. But uh, seeing Yuji come back to play Chosen is really cool. Um, Little tidbit. He actually is a restaurateur and is pretty dang good cook himself. Uh, He had a restaurant up in Seattle and about 15, 16 years ago, I
0: had an opportunity to go up there to... It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding to receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed insured by NCUA. Basically, cook an
2: audition for him. It did not pan out. But it, it basically I would have had to relocate my entire family, Joni and the boys all the way to Seattle. And at the time it just wasn't going to work out, but uh, I almost had a chance to work with him as his chef. Wow. And uh, that would have been really an uh, awesome opportunity, but he's a great guy. I've met him a few times and uh, really cool to get to see him on there.
1: Now it's going to be a great season. Also uh, the Daniel, Daniel and of course um, and uh, his, his, uh Oh my god, I can't my brain has gone completely completely uh freaking like it's it's flatlining right now. Uh the <laughs> the his his uh Johnny? huh?
2: Johnny? Johnny, thank Who
1: you. you my god, that's why you're here. <laughs> and to help like Breathe, brain, breathe. So Johnny Lawrence and Daniel Russo actually take a trip down to Mexico to look for Miguel, which is Johnny's, I guess, uh, his student. And he also wants him, like, he, he loves him like a son, too. He's dating his, his mother. Uh, and, of course, we know that at the end of season four, Miguel left the States to go look for his legitimate father, to, to, look, to look for his father in Mexico. So he left and now Johnny and Daniel are going down there along with Johnny's actual son uh, to go down there, which is Miguel's enemy as well, to go down there to look for Miguel and bring him back home. So there's a lot of adventure that's gonna be happening. Uh, Cobra Kai goes to Mexico (laughs) pretty much in this season five. A lot of stuff is gonna be happening in this new season. I'm actually looking forward to it again. It comes out, season premiere is September 9th. Again, it was on Twitter, the trailer, all, a lot of the stuff, go check it out. Definitely is going to be an exciting one. I mean, Jeremy, you got to come back and watch Cobra Kai. It's going to be a good season.
2: I may have to give this season a shot.
1: I, I mean, I think I spoiled it a little bit, didn't I? Not really. Damn it.
2: I mean, yeah, it's, you didn't tell me anything that's not in the preview.
1: Well, no, I'm talking about season four. I spoiled the ending of no, season four. No, then I
2: don't have to watch it. I said, oh, I'll come watch on. Five.
1: Give me a little something for me to spoil something for you. <laughs> Jeez, I can never get a freaking, I, I can't catch a break. What am I gonna do? Sorry, I'm having ah technical difficulties. No, Danger Will Robinson. Sorry. Uh, anyways, I'm like trying to like fix this. There we go. Anyways, uh, yeah, Michelle, it's gonna be an amazing season. I'm actually looking forward to it as well. In other entertainment news, uh, sad, sad uh day today as one of uh one of a, a beloved actor. Actually, he was a regular on Friends um actor mike haggerty passed away today uh and jeremy you are very touched by this by this uh actor you've seen him in a lot of uh tv shows i mean it's a sad day in uh, the entertainment industry
2: it is um i had the pleasure of meeting mike haggerty once or twice i i never got to work with him but he is just an absolutely iconic uh character actor Um, I mean, if you've watched television and films at all in the last 30 years, you know this man and he's made you smile and he's made you laugh. He was in Cheers. He's I mean, everything from Shameless nowadays to, you know, Cheers and Wonder Years and ER guest spots. And I mean, the guy's. The guy's IMDb page is a laundry list of brilliant shows, and most of it is just one and two, you know, episode parts. But he was one of the most working and beloved character actors in our industry. Uh, never heard a bad, you know, uh, anything bad said about the guy. He was incredibly funny, very genuine and warm, you know, on camera and on screen. And it's a big loss. It really is. This guy, um, you know, was was something special. Being a character actor is. Difficult in a lot of ways, you know, you're never going to be the leading man. You're rarely going to get those those roles that you're going to get nominated for an Academy Award for, you know. But at the same time, you're beloved by millions. You're recognizable and you work constantly. I mean, this guy never stopped working and um, it's just it's a real loss. And I'm very grateful for everything he brought to our industry.
1: Unfortunately, uh, nobody knows the cause of death just yet. He passed away at the age of 67. Uh, this according to his uh, uh, Somebody co-star, Bridget Everett. She went ahead and said, uh, uh, this is on TMZ, it says, quote, Everett's remembering Mike as a beloved character, actor, and devoted husband, saying she, quote, loved Mike the instant I met him. He was so special, warm, funny, never met a stranger. So, I mean, apparently, this. I mean, this is a huge loss because, This is actually a a second character in the time span of a year from Friends that has passed away. Uh, As we all know, the character that played the the role of Gunther passed away, unfortunately, of cancer uh, shortly after the reunion of Friends. So it's just it's sad to see this, man, because, I mean, you see all these great actors that we've grown up with the watch. They're starting to, like, pass away and it just... It, it just breaks your heart to see these types of things, you know,
2: it's a generational thing as we get older, man. I mean, these are the people who made us smile and made us happy and uh, it touches our lives. I mean, that's one of the things I love about being in this industry is, you know, something I did 30 years ago, I can still get somebody who comes up and says, you know,
1: this moment mattered to me. It's annoying. that's incredible to me. It's annoying <laughs> to me. Every time I see that I'm like, Oh my God, here we go again. But, you know, I mean, that's
2: that's incredible. And a guy like this who did so much, who reached across so many different genres, who did comedy and horror and drama and I mean, everything. He brought so much laughter and enjoyment to so many people's lives. And, you know, people who may not have even known his name because he's a character actor. But you could bet they knew his face. You could bet if they saw him, they went, God, I love that guy.
1: Yeah, I'm one of those people that, like, I would see him in, like, different shows. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's on this show now, this guy's on this show. Mm -hmm. Like, he always played small but memorable parts in all shows every single time because he had that type of face and that type of personality that you cannot forget and that kind of comedic uh, aspect of an actor that you don't forget. So, I mean, I saw that to this morning. I was like, oh, man, another one's gone. I remember this guy. This guy was freaking funny, you know, when he did that episode with Joy, where he had to teach him how to dance you know, or where Joey had to teach him how to dance, actually. It was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a, a hilarious, um, hilarious uh, episode. I mean, and he's been, like you said, his IMDb is incredible. He's been in shows including Boston Legal, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. You said Cheers. He was on The Community, CSI, Curb Your Enthusiasm entourage er ghost whisperer glee the goldbergs Grey's anatomy happy endings medium the mindy project mob city monks seinfeld shameless like you said the waynes brothers and of course like you said the wonder years so he was definitely a well-known and character and, and that is just a small section
2: of his imdb i mean it goes on and on so yeah this is a loss for the industry and somebody who, you know, touched a lot of lives and like I said was somebody who's important very important to how a show comes across, even though very few people knew who he was.
1: And just so you know, uh, the, our chat is actually, uh, they have a couple of things to say to you. Uh, Derek is saying, yes, Jeremy, you brought joy to many. Derek, stop lying to him. Um, He doesn't need to hear that. He, you know, it's just a blatant lie. He never brought joy to my life. That's for sure. To this day, I'm still waiting for the joy.
2: I I shoot for misery with you. It's different.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I appreciate Um,
2: it very much, Derek.
1: Primavera is also saying, uh, I love that you guys are taking the time to talk about and honor Mike Haggerty. Many know his face, but may not know his name. Uh, and he also said, uh, you're hitting all the points that I thought about him. So Primavera, appreciate the, the words. Yeah. We, we like to do the best we can to, uh, remember like some of these actors, we're not like a list or top of the list type of uh, celebrities that were would be on the news all the time or anything like that. But they have that acting that will always remember, uh, the, again, the small parts, but big actors that will always remember forever. And Mike Haggerty Absolutely. was one of those actors for sure.
2: Yeah, that's that's exactly it. When you touch that many lives over so many years and so many genres and do it as a character actor in so many subtle ways, like you said, this is not a guy whose name was being touted all over the world and who was getting press on, you know, Academy Award nominations, but one of the most working and beloved actors of our time.
1: Correct. And again, he will be missed in the entertainment industry. Moving on to a little bit of lighter uh, stuff, as we have uh, switched a few things around here. Uh, We usually have this at the beginning of our show, but we've switched it to the middle to give you guys a little something to look forward to. I do a little blind react with Jeremy for some of the TikToks that I find very funny uh, on the app. And of course, Jeremy refuses to get TikTok to this day. Day, he will never get it. So I have to force him to watch these, but it's not too bad because he enjoys them anyway, so do I. So this Riz TikTok actually is a stand-up comic that has a certain point of view when it comes to Beauty and the Beast. You just have to check us out.
2: Beauty and the Beast is the one that is really upsetting to me because they try to make it like the Beast is this disgusting monster. The Beast is easily 6-4. Definitely, definitely
0: could, could play for, for the, the NFL. <laughs> pulls off a <capris>. freeze. <laughs> He's a homeowner <laughs> with a mansion
1: <laughs> that has <laughs> a library. <laughs> That's fuck you
2: money, okay? <laughs> and <laughs> he loves to read. That's adorable. I know what some, some of you guys, guys are thinking that really Hannah. He was a little controlling. controlling. Um, um, he, he never, never let, let her leave the, the house. house. That's That's my my
0: literal literal dream.
2: dream. (laughs) To never (laughs) leave a mansion and have have gay gay utensils utensils getting me food the whole
1: time. (laughs) (laughs) That's a point of view that actually is not, not, not like it's accurate. (laughs) She is brilliant.
2: I love her. That is great. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That is is. a take I have never heard before. Although very accurate for the way a modern <laughs>
1: modern
2: w- woman may look at that situation
1: agreed agreed and i gotta say i saw that i was like huh that's new <laughs> that's a new one for me i gotta admit i'm i gotta give her props on that one <laughs> that was
2: too good i want to see her do more that was funny
1: oh yeah dude i should actually i i should actually upload an older tiktok that compares harry potter to star wars
2: Oh, I think I may have seen that
1: one. I'm it's very heard. popular. It's actually been around for a while. I'll probably like upload it one of these days, or I'll send it to you because kind of old. A lot of people have already seen it. I'll just send it to you directly. Anyways, uh, moving on to another TikTok. Uh, this one actually has to do with a um <laughs> with a prank on the road. Now, when you, when you go ahead and you're on the freeway or you're on a long stretch of road, and you see uh the way the way big rigs are usually towed. They're towed from the back, not from the front. So you see the big rig actually looking your, in your direction when you're driving behind it. Well, somebody decided to go ahead and do this kind of a prank.
2: I have it's it is brilliant I've seen a few of those before a guy actually did that to his wife and I'm still right. I'm wondering to this day if if she didn't divorce him. are
0: he still alive <laughs> because she
2: was
1: pissed
2: but oh, yeah those are too. great that is still one of the genius genius car pranks.
1: oh yeah no it's just so bad I'd be I, I would be pissing my pants I'd be like you I'm like okay this isn't a real crash. You want a real crash here? Let me take the wheel. <laughs> that ought to teach you and me at the same time. <laughs> Hopefully there was a rest stop nearby so his buddy could, you know, change and clean up. Yeah, no kidding. That that <laughs> the expression on the guy's face was priceless. <laughs> he was like, ah, <laughs> like freaking out. Anywho, <laughs> uh, another wonderful, uh, uh, this, this TikTok actually is a TikTok challenge that many people are doing nowadays where they're drinking Sprite or a carbonated drink and trying not to burp. They're holding the burp inside and they're trying to drink the entire thing while not burping. They're holding the burp inside. Could you imagine all that inside just building up while you're trying to chug a a carbonated drink? This particular one had me dying. I was crying laughing because, well, I'm just gonna have to, you're just gonna have to see.
0: I can't do it.
1: My tummy hurt. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the expression before the loud breath was like, ah! <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> um not sure the purpose of that challenge. It is amusing. It is funny. Uh, Wow. I think the spit take was almost better to me than (laughs) the The reaction of the friend. That's what I mean. The spit take was absolutely great.
1: (laughs) That's what had me cracking up. Uh, So our last, our last uh, TikTok video actually comes from, well, they say it's a Polynesian prayer, but at the same time, it's a prayer that tends to put you on blast a little bit. Check it out.
0: Father, we come before you this evening. We like to give you the thanks and the praise. We thank you for your unconditional love and your blessings, Father. Amen. This evening, Father, I only ask for one thing. Please bless us with your courage, Lord. There are some of us in this house that need the courage to get a job. Father, please bless them so that they can open their eyes. And stop being lazy and get a job and help out with the bills. Father, there are some people here that still go to the gym but are still fat. Father, please bless them with the courage to realize that nothing is working. Father, there are some people in this house that drink too much. There's only two people right now, but I don't like to say names, Father, but you know everything that goes on.
1: putting them on blast in the middle of a prayer (laughs) i mean come
2: on i don't know about it being a polynesian thing um having been around uh joni my fiance's relatives i can tell you there are similar prayers in the filipino world too so um that is not unheard of uh
1: yeah Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding, man. Yeah. So I just had to go ahead and show you those. Those are, those are not too bad right there for a good Friday evening joke. Moving on to some sports. Jeremy, the MLB is screwing its players again, Major League Baseball. What's going on?
2: So as usual, Major League Baseball cannot leave well enough alone. Okay. So back in 2019, they decided they were going to change balls, Nobody knows why they decided they were going to change balls again this time, even though, you know, players had only finally gotten used to pitching with and hitting the new balls they had just implemented like three years before. So, again, they're going to screw with it again in 2019, and they unintentionally bought juiced balls from a company, balls that were actually wound tighter to make them fly further. So in 2019, home runs and power hitting went through the roof. So they've tried to overcorrect every year since 2019, 20, 21, now 22. They have put in a third set of balls that are even deader. Okay, we're almost a quarter through the baseball season now, and the stats are in. Home runs and power hitting is down almost 12% across the board. And their excuse is, oh, it's going to put more balls in play and make the game more interesting. Do you know a single fan who'd rather see a ground ball than a home run? Do you know a single fan? No, they're doing it because they want stats to go down so that owners don't have to pay players as much. They're screwing their players completely, and they do this all the time. This is why you can't compare stats from nowadays to old days in baseball and stuff like this. Major League Baseball has been screwing with the balls ever since Colorado came into the league back in the 90s. Ever since that wild card came in and they had to deal with the altitude of Coors Field and they started trying to adjust the balls. Mm -hmm. They put balls in humidifiers and in freezers and they had a special like temperature controlled humidifier built at Coors Field so they could keep the balls in them before games to try and make them not fly so far in the altitude.
1: That is rather than
2: weird doing this for years and the fact is there's no consistency across the years so you may get a jump with these balls of oh my god this guy hit 55 home runs this year he's never hit more than 30 and then you get guys who you know are literally flying out at the warning track on every pitch and these are guys who are natural power hitters so it's just it's just baseball screwing with their players again and Honestly, you wonder why the players' union is always so pissed off and threatening to strike. This is the kind of thing these players have to put up with from Major League Baseball. They literally consciously do this stuff to affect the players' stats so they don't have to play pay them as much
1: I was going to say that that's actually what I was going to say could it be that because they just actually finished a strike they were they were actually negotiated so that way they wouldn't have a strike uh and and cancel the season that that the season was actually threatened for for mm -hmm. a strike from the players to the MLB so could it be possible that this is the MLB's revenge on them and then when they try like you said when they try to go ahead and ask for more money like look at your stats they're garbage uh, okay. I, I wouldn't say more. it's
2: revenge. It's just their way of getting around the collective bargaining agreement.
1: A tactic.
2: Yeah, it's a tactic. It's their way of getting around the collective bargaining agreement. They gave them more than they wanted to in the negotiations, and now they're going to do something underhanded and slimy to try and claw that back from them.
1: God, the greed is so real. I mean, oh, it's incredible. It yeah, you know, these
2: These owners make millions and millions and millions off of these players. I mean, just insane, ridiculous amounts of money. And yes, the players are making insane amounts of money to play a game. So yes, I get tired of hearing them whine about it as well. But the fact is, at any job you're in, you want to be paid your worth. And you don't want to be sabotaged by your employers so that you can't make the goals that will make you be paid what you're worth.
1: No, that's very true. That's I very don't true. care I mean, what
2: job it is.
1: I think it's just when you're saying that they were going to go ahead and uh, and manipulate the balls, I could just imagine somebody hitting hitting it in like a cartoon. You know, like it just fall right in front of them like, well, that didn't go very far, did it? I'll give you an example. <laughs> uh, just last night at the
2: Dodger game, um, one of the Dodgers, oh, I'm going to blank. I cannot remember who hit it. It might have been feel. Mookie Betts. <laughs> it might, yeah, seriously. might have been Mookie Betts, but they hit a what was just a rocket. And no, it was uh, Be- Be- Bellinger, Cody Bellinger. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just a, they said, you know, because they have the analytics they can do now after the game. Mm-hmm. Launch angle and speed off the bat. This was a home run. And the guy caught it a foot and a half short of the wall.
1: It's not making me okay? exciting anymore. S-
2: same angle. Same bat uh, speed coming off the bat as what would have been a home run last year for this guy and it, it fly it's a flyout. So even the pitcher who threw the pitch and saw it put his head down because he thought it was a home run. Wow. That's how I mean everybody in the stadium thought it was a home run and the guy catches it a foot short of the of the wall. That's wow. how drastically they've affected the balls. And again, we have the analytics now. You can actually measure bat speed and angle and how quick the ball comes off the bat and all this stuff. I mean, it's a ridiculous drop. And to me, as a fan, I mean, yes, I love a good pitcher stool from time to time. But what is the most exciting, you know, thing you see in baseball? It's home a home run. Beat. Yeah. And you're you're literally taking that away from the fans. And you're like I said, your excuse was, well, it'll put the ball in play more to make it more exciting.
1: Well, that and you're also when has a
2: ground ball ever been exciting to a baseball fan?
1: Well, well, that and you're also running the risk of some of these players feeling so pressured because of their contracts to go ahead and maybe start juicing so they could hit the bar the ball harder. That's that's a risk you that they might know. be taking too. I mean, that's that's it's something absolute. else that could happen.
2: Players still do it. I mean, it's not on the level it was before, where it was rampant but Barry Bonds see, level. <laughs> you still see three or four guys every year you know, who get a 20, 50, 80 game suspension for some form of PED. So,
1: well, I mean, but doing this, doing this isn't going to make it any better. It's going to make it worse.
2: No, it will definitely incentivize, you know, guys to find ways around the rules to get their stats back up. So, well, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a screwed up
1: situation. Well, We'll see what we'll see how that goes. We'll see how the season goes. I mean, many people that like bought seats to get home run balls <laughs> that's gonna be wasted money for them right there because there ain't oh, no yeah. balls coming your way. I think they're also doing it on video games too. Because I was playing uh MLB the show, and mm. a person that would otherwise hit a home run wouldn't hit it that hard, it would get it to the freaking wall and then just go bounce
2: off. I'm like, well, I d- I do know the uh, that MLB the show has some pretty accurate updates for so like they probably reality. Did you know, because of that. So it might have been, it might yeah. be that they actually scaled it back because of what's going on in, in major league baseball <laughs> right now. Because I know that game has some really accurate updates for keeping it realistic as to what's going on for the season
1: no doubt no doubt Which, that hey, is insane. that's
2: that's next level gaming if they're doing it tell that. me that's about pretty, it. That's pretty <laughs>
1: impressive no kidding that's like that's like that's legit uh you know real time right there oh, that yeah. is legit real time right there anyways moving on uh this weekend actually tomorrow is uh UFC 274 and there's a big card up ahead of it uh but one of the cards that will no longer be a light Weight belt uh, a fight for the lightweight belt is uh charles Oliveira was supposed to go up uh, and fight and defend his belt but he has been stripped of the belt today for not making weight uh this is just going to be a regular fight now it's no longer going to be a championship fight which is very unfortunate a lot of people were looking forward to this championship bout and for a fighter not to make weight that's ridiculous you know that you have a fight coming up you have to make weight why wouldn't you? And and you're trying to defend your title? You just got stripped of the title. I mean, what's the matter with you?
2: I'll I'll tell you why, in my opinion. It doesn't make it smart, in my opinion, either. Things changed in the fight game about 25, 30 years ago, around the time of the boxing, um, Arturo Gatti and Mickey Ward fights and all that kind of stuff. So that would have been probably in the 90s. People started realizing that... If you could cut just water weight and get down under, you could balloon back up 10 or 15 pounds heavier between the weigh-in the day before and -hmm. the fight. So you could come into a fight 15 pounds heavier than you should and beat the living crap out of your opponent because, oh yeah, he followed the rules and came in at fight weight. Everybody does it now. That's why we see in the UFC so many people who are staggering out to their weigh-ins, who are having to be practically carried by their trainers. They dehydrate themselves to make weight now. They don't just burn it off and work out and get into good workout shape. They try and come in 10 to 15 pounds heavier than the weight and then dehydrate themselves enough to get under so that they can balloon back up to that weight. That's what almost every fighter does nowadays,
1: True, because it gives
2: you that advantage.
1: So go ahead.
2: I just it, it gives you that advantage. If you come in, you're supposed to be fighting at 175. You come in at almost 190. If the other guy is coming in close to 175, you have a very distinct advantage in the power on your punches, in the weight you're putting on them when you're grappling, all that kind of stuff.
1: And this according to, uh, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off real quick, but uh, this according to ESPN.com, it says, quote, Oliveira came at 155.5 pounds, a half a pound over the limit for a lightweight title fight. As a result, the title is now considered vacant and Saturday night only his opponent, Justin Gaethje, is eligible to win the belt. This would have been Oliveira's second title defense. So so
2: he loses the belt because he couldn't take a dump.
1: Pretty much. Damn, that's a half, that's, a, pound. That's that's a, half rough. a pound dump right there.
2: Well, if he took a good, I mean, that's, you know, if he took a good dump, but then again, like these, these guys are not eating, they're not drinking, they're dehydrated. So they're not, uh, I don't like what fighters do to their bodies to do that. I miss the old days of guys coming making weight, really making weight, coming in at the weight they should working hard in the gym to be at that weight. Now they're just playing around with the rules. And if you, if you cut it that close, guess what? You're paying the consequences now. you got your belt taken
1: away. so 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 in essence, we go back to the Lily Reinhardt comment. <laughs> in this situation, fighters are cutting weight to go ahead and fight, but that's a part of their job too. So
2: I it mean, is, but it's a workaround around the rules, and that's the problem I have with it. If you're meant to come in at one seventy five to fight, work hard and come in at one seventy five. They're looking for an extra advantage to get around that rule. That's what I have an issue with.
1: It's going to be, it's, it's, it's a tough one to talk about. I mean, this fight again was, everybody was waiting for this fight. Everybody was looking forward to this fight. And now, unfortunately, this fight's not going to happen. It's just, it, it can't happen anymore because of a half a pound. And well, you said sometimes they're sometimes still going to have the fight. Those are bogus though. Like those rules are just stupid. Half a pound? Come on, give them the fight. You gotta make weight. No way.
2: You have to make make a difference. It is well known you have to make weight. It is the rules. If he (sighs) wasn't trying to skirt his way around the rules, he would have made weight.
1: Come on. It's a half a pound. Like you said, just. Give them some freaking, you know, X lax or something. Get that stuff out of them. They do that. I have friends who were wrestlers, man. They do
2: that stuff. Making weight in, like, collegiate wrestling is hard. Yeah. They do that stuff all the time. Xlax lax and, and freaking neoprene suits in a sauna that bring your body temperature up over 180 degrees. I mean, these guys do insane stuff to their bodies to make weight
1: oh man well that's the news in case you haven't heard it thank you so much for listening to the navarro miller report we welcome everybody to join us every monday and friday from 6 to 7 p.m to show you guys what we talk about here uh entertainment news sports news pretty much anything that you know tickles our fancy tickles this guy's fancy (laughs) i'm your host dave navarro i'm jeremy miller and it's, again, a great pleasure to have to be here for all of you every week, Monday and Friday. Make sure you check us out on our social media, on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit that notification button so that way you can be notified whenever we go on live and you could join our chat. And, again, to all of you mothers out there, happy Mother's Day. Mom, I love you. You're in heaven, and I love you to death. You always are in my heart forever. To Jeremy's mom, I love you too, Mama. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful, happy Mother's Day. We'll see you all on Monday. and take care, everybody.
0: You have been listening to the Navarro Miller Report.